All right, everyone, Michael here with just a quick introduction to our third episode of this The Sample Adventures of Old Gods of Appalachia. Uh, in case you missed the first two episodes or just it's been a while since you listened, basically our PCs uh, attended a dance where a cursed fiddle was used somewhat unbeknownst to the person using it. It started to have a, a negative magical effect on all the people present. And we're going to pick up this episode as the PCs are on the trail to find out where this cursed fiddle came from. And then will they be able to get to the bottom of it? Thanks and enjoy the show. Effie communicates to Eloise like, uh, you know, um, obviously something's wrong with that fiddle. But um, Lini, uh, um, you know, she she just had it repaired. And um, I'm thinking this might be related. Um, and so Lini is waking up and she's potentially, um, you know, uh, able to, to give you more information. She essentially, um, stammers out that, um, she, uh, this is, uh, you know, her, this is her papa's fiddle. Um, and she, uh, it was broken. So she, she, um, went to, um, to ask to have it be repaired by, um, uh, uh, a luthier, which is a, a, a repairman and um, craftsman of, um, of fiddles and uh, instruments like that. So, um, and she, uh, you know, basically, you know, indicates like uh, something felt wrong about this about this man, and uh, but she tells you sort of where where she encountered this um this gentleman and it's in a um it's basically in a boarding house uh a few minutes walk from here he was staying at the gilman boarding house which is it's a place that is well known to you you know the proprietors pretty well and um types you know from honest to shifty who are drifting through might find their you know, might find a, a, a few nights rest there. Um, they run a pretty tight ship there. So there's usually not a lot of drama there, but this is probably, um, if you want to know more about this violin, that's probably the next place that you want to be. And I think uh, with that, I would propose that we take a short break. Uh, Sounds good. All right. So the I think the, um, the party has... Um, found its way to Gilman's boarding house. Um, some things to know about uh, Gilman's boarding house. I, I loaded some new NPCs in there. Um, so Ruth Gilman, um, tiny woman with a big presence. She runs Ruth uh, Gilman's boarding house, which is a small building in the Northern part of town. It's got a reputation for its no nonsense rules and excellent meals. Um, she runs it with her partner, Biddy Connor. Um, as far as Biddy goes, um, she uh, is not Biddy. There's really nothing Biddy about her. She's um, She does all the repairs, keeps the borders in line, sees to it that somebody takes care of Ruth while Ruth is taking care of all the borders. Um, that's their dynamic. And so... When um, you come knocking on the door, I think um, the first person to come out uh, is Biddy. And so she, you know, 
she looks, she, you know, opens the door and kind of peers out like she's, uh, if there's some trouble out here, she's ready to deal with it. Um, but sees that it's you guys. Um, and, um, you know, her, her posture softens. Which one of you, um, yeah, knows Biddy especially well? Not Sammy. I feel like her and Eloise would get along. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think so too. I um, feel like Bo yeah. knows everybody, but like, I don't think they're close. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. I think she sees Eloise, and so uh, she. Yep. Uh, what brings you here? It's like, isn't this the night of the dance? What do you got? What do you, What are you all doing here? We're looking for a border of yours, Biddy. Um, and I think as you say that, you see sort of Ruth is sort of like um, sidling up behind Biddy, and uh, she says, "Oh." I that it's that that it's that pollard um and, and so they kind of like give each other a look and they're like yeah i think i think we know who you might be looking for um he came here a couple of days a few days ago and um he just has looked sicker and sicker ever since um so i think without further fuss they lead you to um the room that Pollard is staying in. Let me show you what that looks like. Uh, and I'll share the uh, NPC handout. Uh, so Pollard Bales uh, is in a bad way. <laughs> This is the luthier who um, repaired uh, repaired Lini's fiddle, and um, he's sort of on his cot, moaning and just looking miserable. He looks older than Bo. He's not as old as Bo. Nobody's as old as Bo. Seems like a healthy young man. I don't know. Uh, he was just, neither healthy nor young. Just for funsies, uh, just because this seems spooky, uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I would like to use a cipher mm-hmm. and summon a spirit. Very good. So, would you like me to read the? Yeah, yeah. So, spirit conjuration. Uh, the form is a hollowed out walnut shell filled with graveyard dirt, salt, tobacco, and witch's butter fungus, which sounds gross. Uh, uh, crack the nut and spread its contents in a crossroad shape on the ground. This summons a level two spirit, such as uh, a booger or a, a haint, uh, that can understand your verbal commands. Once the spirit is summoned, commanding it is not an action. The spirit can make attacks or perform actions as ordered to the best of its abilities, but it can't speak. If it never goes further than long range from you, it responds if attacked, but otherwise only does as commanded. The spirit remains for 10 minutes per cipher level. Very good. So Pollard Bales um, uh, gazes up and sees uh, a paint and utters an ear-piercing scream. That's fair. Uh, It looks like uh, a gathering of shadows. 
All right. Very good. Yeah, Pollard no is uh Pollard's like, oh my god, oh my god. Yes. Uh oh my god. Like uh this I know. And he's he starts praying. Um he's uh um Lord forgive me for my sins. Uh this is all my fault. He's like he's kind of in and out of like, you know, um uh, he's he's uh he's he's reciting some psalms maybe and he's uh there's a little lord's prayer mixed in there and he's got some um just sort of like uh he's uh a few curses it's it's a mix mm -hmm. of everything would we know him like is he from around no so he is not from around here and i think that that um is also information that um that ruth and and biddy have kind of supplied is that they've never seen him before he came into town um um he is now uh beginning to mutter um something about the fiddle um and um so you may be able to uh get some information out of him if you if you ask him he, he's pretty spooked at the moment if i oh. Sit oh no i'm so sorry no you go ahead Oh, I was just thinking, like, I'm going to, like, you know, I have the preacher's frock on. I'm going to sit down and be like, now, son, I know you've had a rough time. And then I do, you know, like, just trying to be like, I'm a weird dude, but I'm doing my very best to be a, a supportive preacher energy. And, uh, you know, something something kind of odd just happened at the at the the cotillion. Is it a cotillion? Is that just a dance? Uh downtown and and there was something happening with the fiddle and now we're not blaming you but we would like to know if you um, know what happened um and he um he seems he has a moment of lucidity and he's he seems um very contrite and he's like oh uh, told me that uh it wouldn't um I, i'm i'm pretty sure uh that i've uh that I've caused this. Um, you see, uh, I was um, found myself uh, in the woods in um, in a laurel thicket. Uh, I guess they call it around these parts Jimmy's Hell. You may have heard of it, um, and Bo has mm. heard of it for sure. Yeah, that was the thing Odessa mentioned mm -hmm. to me. Um, and um, I got lost um, and was uh, lost for days um, and. Uh, I found it's going to sound like the weirdest thing I found this tree that talked to me and the tree yeah. said uh, all I had to do was take some of its wood um, and um, uh, you know use it for, for what I do um, you know repairing and, and carving fiddles and uh, mm -hmm. that uh it would show me the way out, and uh, sure did. Uh, that's yeah, how I, that's how I found my way here. At the uh -huh. mention of the tree talking to to him, uh, Monty specifically, Monty gets real attentive. Mm -hmm. And while Monty gets real attentive, Sammy slips out the door. Ooh, sounds good. Um, I would party. say, so Bo, I think, um, mm -hmm. are you, I think it's fair to say like you're the, um, 
you're the person who's sort of like most likely to get something out, something yeah. additional out of um, yeah. Pollard at this. Let's point. Use that religious <laughs> trauma. Get that. Get that guy to tell me his secret, because God will be mad if he doesn't. Here's what I would say. Um, uh, level three intellect task um, to try to get something else. I do have a, a talent in detecting falsehoods. Okay. If that makes a difference. Yes, I think that will ease this to a level two task. Which is a uh, four on the... All right, got to give above a... Four. Yes, a uh, six. Above a six. Come on. Six or higher. Fancy Gen Con dice. Nat 20. Woo! Oh, Ooh. okay. Fantastic. Machonky boy. Machonky so boy. Here's what you learn. <laughs> Um, he has not told you the whole story at all. Mm -hmm. He, uh, you, we won't role play it, but he, uh, basically through a long sort of like sobbing confession tells you that he, um, did get lost in Jimmy's hell. He did encounter a talking tree. Yep. And the tree said, if you find a way to free me from this responsibility of um, protecting uh, the world from this monstrous evil that is lying beneath it, that it will, um, that he will show you the way out. And so Pollard promised to do this. And as soon as he was out of Jimmy's hell, he kind of told himself that like he had hallucinated the whole thing and, and he promptly broke his promise and, so uh, um he did use the wood to repair this um this fiddle um but um he feels responsible because he knows that he didn't yeah. do what he promised he would um i i don't want to roll put it but the at the end of his confession uh Bo is gonna like you know do the sign of the cross and lay like god god forgives you i do not <laughs> 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 I knew I liked Bo for a reason. Good old. And like the really creepy shadow thing kind of comes up behind like you've released an evil into the world through your selfish actions. Think about it. And then I leave. <laughs> oh no, this is bad, you guys. Have you ever seen Fern Gully? This could get real Tim Curry real quick. Monty, uh, before we vacate, Monty kind of leans up, grabs a scrap of paper, maybe newsprint or something off a table. I'm going to need you to tell me where that tree was. And uh, Monty's got a mapping skill. Ooh. So, um all right so this is a hard task not because you're bad at mapping you're actually fan freaking tastic at it but because he is clueless and he was genuinely lost um so mm-hmm. i think this would be a level five task which would be eased for um for you but uh that's my thoughts i can see um kyle has something to say can we uh, trying to think of how i could help yeah ciphers are items right Ciphers are Almost items. Always. Yeah. Can I give a cipher to another party member? Um, it depends. Tell me what you're thinking. 
Jag of Luck. It's a piece of cloth with a bit of dried frog blood on it. It allows you to re-roll without expending XP. Yes. If, if you fail the roll. Um, I think, yes. If if there's a failure here, then there'll be a, a second shot at it. Uh, we can use that cipher in that way. If I have anything else I can use to ease this, I don't think I do. I think um, I'm just trying to also think of how Eloise might help. Um, I am helpful. I just yeah, don't is know. There, is there some way? Doing. Yeah, is there some way that your presence would allow him to be less rattled? Well, I wonder um, if Monty's she... Monty's very large, and I wonder if Eloise's presence might be just calming, like. Mm, I no, don't know about that one. No, no she local. punched me in the face. Well, this no, guy, but this guy is scared so. that he's going to get punched in the face. She is a local, though. so yeah. maybe like she'd be like, "Oh, yeah, I know that tree." Yeah, yeah, that's good you too. Do not know this tree. Well, Sorry. like in oh. the air, the no, land. But, yeah. The, like, as as tree, as he is describing the area oh, that he may yes, have found the tree yeah, in, right. like Eloise landmarks. may be like, "Oh, yeah, I, I, I know where that okay. is." I love that. It's like that's a great explanation. So yes, the task is eased by one additional level, and I think so we're, we're at, at three. Level three, yeah. Okay. Do you want to so, put any effort? Yeah, and that's uh that's three right for the pool mm-hmm. three for a spend that's that's right unless you um have an edge in in intellect in which case it would be two but I don't then it's three three intellect all right. points all right here we go eight so I met it if we were yeah so it was nine spending the three got it down to eight I met it at eight yeah very good. Right. Um. So wait, it's a level three task, and you got a. Did you say you rolled an eight? I'm sorry. So I rolled an eight, but I spent for my pool to reduce. You spent effort. I spent effort. Oh, because you got it down to a two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. did meet it. Okay. Um. Yeah. So actually, you have a pretty good sense. It's a. It's gonna take you two days to get there, but you have a pretty good sense of how you would be able to do this. Um. Um. Well. Um. So I think maybe we can kind of. Um. I think between here, uh, between this moment and, um. The 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 trekking through um Jimmy's hell um. I think that um, I think you all need to rest up um, and the Ruth Ruth is happy to put you up for a night or um, Eloise, obviously you're, you're local and, and Bo, you're local as well. So several of you may be able to kind of stay at your own place, but I think um, gathering some supplies for what's likely to be a few days trek um, is on the agenda. And um, did we know where Sammy went? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. We do need to learn where Sammy went. Meanwhile. <laughs> yeah, so as soon as Sammy heard this guy start talking about a tree, talking to him, his connection to the green is kind of flaring that there's something real bad out there. So he ducks out the door. He doesn't hear uh, any of the information that Bo figured out. 
And he is just trusting his instincts and his magical supernatural guidance to point him in the right direction. And he's just going. All right. So at this point, I'd like to um, suggest a GM intrusion. Uh, Mm. So um, in Cypher, this is basically where uh, the GM introduces a complication. If accepted by the player, um, it uh, is... um, it will grant you a cipher and then uh, or grant you a an XP and then a um, an additional XP to a, a another player of your choice. Ooh. Um, yeah, and I'll this, accept it. Well, you don't know what it is yet. <laughs> that doesn't matter. I'm going to accept it. <laughs> so in this case, uh, what, I would, say, what <laughs> I would say is that the um, the spirit that was summoned by Bo. Um, followed you out yes and um unbeknownst to you has um um integrated itself into your soul at the moment uh not permanently but um is sort of waiting for a moment to emerge possessing your corporeal body Shit happens. <laughs> All right, let's All right, go. So you have a you have an XP and you can grant an XP to a player of your choice. So this is literally an intrusion. Oh hey. yeah, it's an intrusion. <laughs> and for the uh, sake of clarifying the rules, when we earn an XP, we can then spend those on rerolls in addition to leveling up between yeah. sessions, which of course we're not doing tonight. Yeah, there's there's several things you can do with it, but the most common thing to do is that you can use an XP to re-roll any role in the game. Cool. Um, well, I'm going to give that XP to Bo. Hey, this is, is his my... fault. Who knew that summoning an entity of shadows was a bad idea? Whoa. Everyone. You are an irresponsible ghost owner, Bo. I am. <laughs> it's a haint. Go clean up after your haint. It's uh, this public service announcement brought to you by Ghost Handler. Handle your ghosts before they handle you. This episode brought to you by Hate Wipes. <laughs> Clean your hate with a with a handy little hate wipe. See, I come up to Free the line, and then Michael breaks the line in half because I he's so tall. I love that me swearing was not the weirdest thing. <laughs> was not the most extreme thing. So I, I, I break run the a, PG-13. My, yeah. Michael and I are holding it back tonight, friends. You're being very brave. I run a gothic horror campaign every week, and every week the tagline is just serious gothic <laughs> horror because it always devolves. It always devolves. Brian, I am so sorry that obviously this is infected to your game too. It's not a problem. I, I appreciate um yes. Eat we can, if we still had the um, donkey, what was the the, uh, oh, the cross? cross? Yeah, we could we could uh, potentially um, protect against the infection, but looks like it True. was not to be. No problem. Um, yeah. So Sam, Sam is just cruising through the woods. So I think um, so. Uh, this this adventure that we're playing, which is um, you know, as the sample adventures uh, series is, are drawn from uh, the the core rule book itself so this 
this uh, this um, adventure, which is called the Luthier's Folly, um, is in there. There, are, I think, you know, many points at which you could expand this to be a multi-session adventure. Um, but I think uh, now it probably makes sense for us to find ourselves um, at the location of um, the sentient tree um, so that we can um, learn a bit more about the situation. But yes, Frankie. I just wanted to know, Do should, and if I don't need to know for this part, we can talk about it later. I got a ceramic knife. What does it do? Oh, yes. I do need to tell you about this ceramic <laughs> knife. And also to tell you about artifacts. Encounter? Um, I think um, if you are going to be using a weapon against something, you may find it helpful. Um, if that doesn't come to pass in this adventure, then uh, so be it. So Use my words. Yeah, that is true. That is uh, a bit more your style, isn't it? Um, okay. One moment while I find the... Um, okay, so this is an artifact, um, which is a uh, level five artifact. Um, it inflicts plus three damage against magical entities and it comes due one in d10 uh i'll explain that in a moment um and so um in artifacts in this game if they uh they they have a um a, a die size that um uh, is associated with their come do um uh attribute and that is basically every time you use this you roll whatever die size, in this case, a D10. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you roll a one, it comes due, which means that it will either stop working or it will potentially uh, offer a bargain with you of how it might continue to work. So, All right. um, anyway, that is, um, it is essentially a, a plus three damage against magical entities, ceramic cool. artifact. Um, and the difference between an artifact and a cipher is that artifacts are um, not just a one-use item, although they do, if you keep using them, they do eventually come to you. Uh, so. Thank you. You are welcome. Thanks for bringing that up. I had uh, neglected to. No, you're right. We had some stuff. We did have some stuff. All right. Um, we are... Moving to a new scene at this point. And that is. Um, in the forest, uh, by far the most enormous tree that any of you have ever seen. Uh, just the sheer. Um, uh, um, ancient sort of uh reverent spirit that you feel as you gaze upon this tree indicates to you that it's immensely powerful um and as you approach uh it speaks to you i think um i think it speaks to eloise okay um and uh, says um child you are in the presence of one who is weary and yet still curious what brings you here 
trying to figure out why my sister gone blind. The um, what you hear from the tree is you recognize as a sigh, but it seems more something that you feel in your spirit than you hear with your ears. There's a there's a, a um. A sense that um, it's the sigh of someone who has seen, you know, births and deaths and every aspect of life, um, you know, wildfires to um, spring blooms, everything is encompassed uh, in the experience of this of this tree and um the uh and then a moment passes and and the tree says your sister yes she will recover then another sigh and this and the tree says you've come here because of the man who did not keep his word I suppose you could say that so much suffering so much suffering caused by those who have not kept their word. And yet I despair of ever being free. This, he said this... you are protecting something. What exactly are you defending? Uh, we'll come back to that in just a moment. I wanted to say that Bo has noticed something very distinct, and that is that in the presence of this tree, ever since it began to talk, all the other whispers have ceased. There's no other voices that you hear. Except one. This one, usually the voices that you hear sound They sound mischievous, they sound mysterious, they sound spooky, they sort of sound humanoid. This, you've never spoken to a demon, but if if you had, this is what you imagine it would sound like. And it says, Help me be free. This is not coming from the tree. The tree is having a conversation with Eloise yeah. and I have seems a... to be distinct from that. Do I get the understanding that the um for the audience, backstory for my character is that 
he was rescued in from a mine by a creature made of shadows and never told anybody about it. And that's when he started hearing voices. Am I getting the vibe that this is the origin of that creature? Um, yes, but um, in a in a way that sort of uh, this is an ancient evil that birthed both the shadow that you encountered when you were um, young and uh, is um, is imprisoned nearby. Um, and what the um, tree tells you, what the tree tells Eloise is that um, uh, she was not always, it is a she, she was not always a tree. Uh, she looks like a tree. She's something else entirely. But when uh, many, many, many years ago, um, she was planted here with the job of protecting, um, protecting the region from a terrible evil entity that is encased within the ground. And this creature is called the cinderling. Um, it's unspeakably evil, um, made of fire and um, <laughs> resembles an enormous um, centipede, hor but horrible, much more horrible than any living centipede. Um, and equally um a uh, a creature an element of 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 fire um and uh this seeks to um burn set fire to the the woods um not just here but throughout the land um throughout the region uh, and um, to cause suffering and destruction everywhere that it came. Um, and so as the um, as the tree tells you this, uh, it it shows you pictures in that you can see in your mind of, horrible creature and says um, the cinderling strives to find new ways of amassing power so that it can burst from its prison and the tree tires of this responsibility. It seeks someone or something that can take its place. This is all it asked Pollard. Help me be free. Help me so I can finally rest. And what's strong enough to replace you? That I could not say. 
I will say this. You five pledge your words of honor to help me find a way that I can rest. I will undo the evil that has been done through this song that you have heard. thought you said that was already going to be undone. Mm. Your sister. She will be well. But many others, mm. they yet suffer. That's right. She got the donkey's cross. Um, hmm. Bo is like openly weeping. <laughs> Big old says, sad man tears. Yeah. Um, and just so I can be clear, Brian, is everything the tree is saying audible, or is it just picking? Is it speaking individually with these people? Like, I think, yeah, you get the sense that like the experience is as though you're having a conversation, but it's more like um, this is the. Uh, so it, it's not just an individual conversation. She's uh, the the tree is addressing Eloise, okay. but the 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 um. The content that is being shared from the tree is being shared to all of you. Okay. So there's just a big mouth that just opens up in the trunk and goes, I am the Lorax. <laughs> Sorry. Again, my apologies. Um, Eloise okay. says, uh, don't know how, don't know when, can't speak for my friends, but I'll do what I can. Yeah, got, absolutely. The um, the tree gives another sigh, then says almost to itself, oh, "Should I trust again? Ah, but what choice have I?" Um, and I think Sammy, you feel something. That's, it's like an itch or uh, that starts, um, that starts behind your ears and spreads around your, spreads to cover your whole body. And it's this sense that there is a spell somewhere that's being broken, a spell that you've witnessed. Um, take place and you have this immense like once this, this is uncomfortable what happens and after about two minutes and it's spread throughout your body um, you have this immense sense of well-being that um, the curse has been undone mm. Um I don't know whether you want to communicate any of what's happening. I think that your 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 fellow party members are like can see that you are in some sort of physical distress. But yeah, is there a visual? I don't think in this case that there's a visual associated with it. It's just sort of this sense of like knowing that um, the tree is keeping its word. It's undoing this 
dark magic or this magic uh, effect. Wait, Sammy was hurt by. I'm sorry. I should have. No, no, of the, the, like, sort of what happened at the dance. Oh. That's being. Yeah, so. The curse is being unwoven, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. I was confused if it was the possession or not. Might be. Oh, no. Possession. So I have a skill in uh, understanding magic. It's an S. So I don't don't know what that means. There's a T, an S, and an I. Yes. The S nope. is checkmark for understanding magic. Specialized, yeah. thank you. Yes. Specialized. So it eases things by two tasks or by two levels. Wow. When you use that. Can I try to figure out what the magic is that made the tree here? Not that it is holding it in, but like the actual transformation sequence that turned the tree what it was before. Can I figure out what it was before? And just the mechanics of it, because if we're going to, you know, replace the tree with a new model of Guardian, we need to know how to do it. Can I can I roll for that? Um, here's what I think is that uh, there's. I think that you. Um, would understand where to start uh, this journey and you don't need to roll for it. You would you understand where the lengthy process of um, finding something powerful enough to, because you, you yourselves are, are not, but essentially recruiting an, a force um, of the green to, um, to, to relieve this tree of its sacred duty. I think, you know, you know where to start that search. That search will not be today, but um, mm-hmm. while um, you are, I think, um, while you are connecting, communing, communing with the green, you become aware uh, there is a um, there's a darkness to that is invading this communion, which is not typical um and uh i think that um at this moment um we have um we have sammy's possession take place um and uh, i think that the the goal of this um of the spirit that is possessing you right now, Sammy is um, to cause sufficient mayhem to release the cinderling. Mm. Um, and so I think that this involves um, there's uh, you are, you've, you've got some, um, uh, chants from unknown languages that are being sort of uttered from your mouth right now i think that um you know always punches him (laughs) (laughs) storm clouds are gathering i think um i think in this moment um there's even a force uh that seems to be sort of um, 
it's almost like a, a shimmering wall that sort of like is separating you from your compatriots. So I think um, Eloise can try to break through this, but it will, um, it will take some effort to do that. Um, okay. Essentially a, a, a magical, um, a, she a sort of a shield that's being woven around um, Sammy as he, essentially uh, tries to cause an apocalypse here. All right. So from a, a mechanical standpoint here, as this is happening, is there, is this just up to me to see so, how I'm going to Sammy, um, if you want to try to fight this, this would be a level seven intellect task. Okay. Which technically, if you don't use any, um, assets or effort would be impossible. It's impossible. 21. Mm -hmm. um, but um, it's something that you can fight. It also is something where your um, your party members could try to physically stop you, like Eloise mm. you know, could try to break through this magical barrier, mm. or there, if you have other ideas of how you want to sort of... Okay. Uh, is there a way for me to get a a sense of detail other than just the malevolence of what is going on, like where it's coming from or the, yeah, so, the nature um, of the spirit. Basically the, yeah, I think that you, you are, there's no reason for the spirit to essentially withhold that too much information from you. Okay. And so what you get the sense is that this spirit is attempting, uh, has been called by the Cinderling. Um, mm. And the Cinderling has been basically reaching its um, sort of uh, um, evil uh, tendrils out in various ways to try to um, encourage people to um, uh, to um, uh, power hungry people to um, to make sacrifices to it other ways to sort of amass some dark magical energy so that it can break free from the hold of this tree. Do uh, I know that that's my spirit that possessed him? What would be interesting? I think it'd be interesting if I knew. Okay. Yeah. Maybe 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 one of the phrases or one of the things coming out of its mouth it like triggers one of your yeah, voices, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. or it sounds like one of my voices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eloise is going to do two things. She's going to take a chip of wood that's painted hate blue out of her pocket, and she breaks it in half and puts the two halves in her pocket. Um, and then she, I'm using my ciphers. Um, mm -hmm. And then she's also going to take out a brown leather bag and she just says to it, the devil can't dance when he's kneeling and um, then puts it back in her pocket. And so uh, she now has uh, armor equal to the cipher level against damage from all malevolent magical creatures, including witches, demons, ghosts and spirits. Oh, yeah. And for the next 10 minutes, my attacks inflict plus two points of damage. Got it. And okay. now she's going to attack that shimmering shield that's being woven around him. So we should figure out what the level of that cipher is. So there's um there's the die roll for that, right? 
Yeah, so what is this? 1d6, okay. So roll a d6. It's a four. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. Tell me, can you just one more time tell me again what it does? I know you just read it, but. Um, for, uh, I gain armor equal to the cipher level against damage oh, right. from all yeah. malevolent magical creatures. Okay, very good, very good. Um, so, sounds good. What is your plan next? You, you've successfully... Um, um essentially activated these ciphers um what do you plan to do next um i'm attacking that shimmering shield okay and trying to break through it and then i'm going to try to punch him okay and get and knock him out so we, i i don't know if i'm aware that he's being possessed yet i just mm -hmm. know something weird is going on and i'm hoping i can knock him out so that he can't continue okay I think um, this would be a level five task because of your status as a protector um, and a well-established uh, thrower of punches. Uh, it's eased to uh, uh, level four. Um, okay. And so uh, anything else you want to do? You want to um, apply effort? Uh, yeah, I definitely want to apply effort. Um, so I think you probably and... have a might edge. I do. So, yeah. that's so two. spend two might points. And um, that eases it to a level three task. Would it help Eloise with the punching if Monty was to come up and give old Sammy a big old bear hug? I don't think you can make it to Sammy, but... There's the barrier. I think oh, that's that right. standing ready to sort of um, disable uh, or... Um, intervene um should eloise make it through the barrier it would be would be a would be a I, I think that's definitely monty has seen what eloise is trying to do and and is ready ready to ready move to support it yeah can i, I spend think, yeah. more than one effort so um at a tier one which is what your characters are you cannot but at higher okay. tiers in cypher system you can okay so i'm trying Good. to beat a nine right correct nine or well, higher if Monty's seeing if Monty's seeing this, can Monty expend effort? I was gonna say, could Monty expend effort to assist in lowering the dip, like as if he's maybe pummeling the shield at the same time to try and make it easier for her? I think in some situations, yes. Um, in Clearly this not case, necessary like, in this case. Not necessary in this case, but um, so yeah. So tell me what it looks like as you puncture this invisible, oh. shimmering sort of, you know shield i think it looks like shards of shimmering glass mm -hmm. that just shatter mm -hmm. um and maybe it cuts her i don't know that's up to you <laughs> um i think that's interesting if i think it would be interesting if maybe a um how about this uh a um a gm intrusion a um a shard of this uh has lodged itself um into your skin uh, without your knowledge. Yeah, sure. All right, take um, an XP for that and award one to first player uh, of your choice. I'm going to give one to um, Sammy. Got it. Sounds, sounds good. Um, so now, Monty, I think you are poised to, um, you know, basically Eloise applied all of her effort to... Um, to break this barrier and now you're you're poised to 
um, act. Well, oh, I thought Eloise was going to sock him first. That's what I wasn't like. So yeah, that's that's my I, next I think, plan. The follow up. Yeah, I mean, you can you can if you want you can hold him. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would. I Monty would go in for the bear hug to try and squeeze it out of him. Uh, as the song goes, if the right don't get you, then the left one will. Um, Eloise can you can you can set him up for um, for uh, another punch from Eloise. So we're gonna, I, I would assume that's going to be a might task. I think in this case, um, yeah. So um, I think that the hard work has been done already. I think part of the question is. Um, do you want to try to tilt this situation in a way that Sammy, your friend, won't be hurt while Eloise is knocking out, um, you know, um, this possessed uh, evil? I think Eloise, if she were in a calmer state, would certainly have that in mind. Mm-hmm. But I think when she gets angry or when she gets gets to punch and she just punches. Yeah. I don't so think I guess she's this is part about... of I think this is partly a question for Monty. Oh, okay. Like, what do you want to do about this situation? So, again, with Eloise being a known puncher, having a reputation for fists of fury, um, I think Mont- Monty's gonna try and go for the bear hug, but then also when he when he when he picks up Sam, he kinda turn his shoulder to try to absorb the blow from Eloise. Like, yeah. So he's going to give him a good squeeze, try and maybe, maybe squeeze you know, the devil out of squeeze, him. Squeeze the breath out of him, squeeze the devil out of him, knock him out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also kind of shield him from Eloise because Eloise packs a wallop. Mm. As he knows. Mm hmm. <laughs> Oh no! I, I feel like, you... I feel like I feel like Monty's been on the the receiving end of the wallop once or twice. Uh huh. <laughs> oh yeah, but this is the second time in two days. Sammy's just gotten a knuckle sandwich from Eloise. Right? Yeah. <laughs> one, he just wants to talk to plants, Mont- man. Monty knows that. Monty knows that one is enough. Like one a week. <laughs> one a week's a good. Yeah. A good limit. You can, you can get some uh, traumatic encephalopathy if you do it too often. Yeah. Um, so, um, so, uh, so I think you don't need to roll for that, um, okay. Michael. I think that's successful. I think that you're able to sort of. Um, we have Sammy is incapacitated, um, mm-hmm. and at the same time, um, doesn't get the full whacking of a Eloise punch um, with plus two points of damage, which would have been well. Sick. That's what I say. Well, does Eloise like pull when you see Monty like? sweep him up and like like pick him up or does Absolutely is it too late not. yeah no so so go ahead and roll the damage i mean monty will take it do i roll damage or do i just, you, you don't you need just to do roll it. damage yeah so yes, um that's six damage total oof. i think in this case um i think in this case we would say your fists would be more of a medium weapon so i think we can say that would be a, a four damage as opposed to six with the plus two though yeah with the, with plus, the two. plus two we, with the plus two at six that's okay earlier was that six. she technically yeah, had yeah, a that's... machete but for flavor she's using her fist yep yeah. no that's 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 good okay yep that's six fine damage. that's fine michael take all right it. you can take it monty <laughs> monty's, monty's and that comes out of my 
That comes out of my mic might. pool, correct? Yeah. yeah okay. I think I've punched more friends than foes. Mm. <laughs> uh, um, that all would right, be so, uh, that would be accurate. I think for Jonas and and Bo, I think that you guys share a look that like, okay, Sammy's um, he's incapacitated, but like he's still possessed. What are you guys gonna do about this situation? And, and you know, and Monty's over there. Eloise now just now. Eloise just cool, cool, cool your fires, Eloise. Ah. El Eloise, <laughs> knock it off. I got him. I got Sammy. He's fine. Uh, do you want to go first? Because I'm not sure what I want to do yet. Who are you talking to? Kyle. Ah, thanks. Uh, just looking at what I can do. I got nothing for spiritual stuff. It's all regaining hit points. Um, okay. I've got a charm of retaliation where if someone hits me, <clears throat> Eloise, <clears throat> they take damage <laughs> too. Um, and I got a jag of luck as a cipher, but I, I can see if there's magic in the area uh, as getting a sense of it, which kind of, kind of figured, you know, um i'll say do... this um i think that you're able to sense you both are able to sense that um sammy is struggling like the actual sammy his soul is struggling to um dominate the the spirit that's possessing him and i think that you would be able to aid him in that task if you wish to do so you can do something else too, but that's something that you could do. If nope, that's perfect. Um, hmm. Can I once? Okay, question for the GM: Charm touch. Uh, I can I can restore one d six points to one stat pool of any creature as a special ability. Would that help him break free of this, or no? Um, I think it would help to sort of like, um, I think it would help him uh, restore any intellect pool points that he spent on uh, as effort, if that makes sense. So in other words, uh, Sammy probably would want to expend effort on this task um, to ease it further. And so that is an additional way that you could sort of help soften that blow. It may not be necessary, but... Um, that is how you could use that asset. Okay. So I'm going to have to wait for him to. Okay. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up his hand and place in. It's my grandmother's old handkerchief. It's got a piece of, it's got a little bit of blood in it and like on it. It's the jag of luck that I was talking about earlier. It allows him to reroll if he fails. Would that, would that work as well? Yes, that would work. Okay, I would, I would much, I would rather do that, and I'll burn that cipher. And okay, so if you fail your your um, roll on trying to break free of it, Sammy, you can roll again. And I think at this point, um, so Kyle, I think if you want to um, sort of aid your spiritual uh, strength to or add your spiritual strength to 
Sammy's as he tries to break free. That will ease his um, ease the oh, task by one. Absolutely, step. I will help him with that. I think if Bo wants to do that, I think what that involves is um, utilizing the ceramic knife. Yeah, that Miss Odessa gave. I guess. So Bo. Would Bo know what would happen to him if he went against the voices? I think arguably that's what um, Bo has been struggling with all along. Yeah. He doesn't know whether listening to the voices or and which voices is the right thing or the wrong. Mm-hmm. I think... Shoot, that's a hard one. Um, oh, great. Now we're going to have to deal with the MPAA. Sorry. If it the, the, have... the fines are coming out of your, your take, Frankie. Okay, well, I'll, yeah, I'll take the pay cut. Uh, um, Bo looks at the ceramic knife and... thinks at the voice in his head, the one he can hear, the cinderling. And uh, basically goes, uh, you helped me when I was young, but that does not mean you own me. And is going to uh, use the magic knife to try to help Sammy break free. Sounds good. Um, is there a part of Sammy um, that <laughs> that the knife should be aimed at in order to maximally... Where help? should I stab you? I don't know. Where would Where he... Here? Actually, this is probably for Flavor and Silly. Since it is a being of shadows, can I try to stab Sammy's shadow? Love it. Sounds good. That's good. That's some poor right. shit right there. Mm-hmm. So let's all right. Let's take stock of this roll. It started with a seven. Um, and Sammy, there was some other asset that we had that was um, jag of luck. Easy. Yeah. Can and I also? If I can't do two, that's totally fine. Could I use encouragement again to be like, yeah. you got this, bud? Yeah. And then I'll ease uh, this uh, skill task. Yeah. Okay. So that brings it down to a four, right? Um, yeah. Do you want to apply any effort here, Sammy? Yeah. I'll spend, since I have an edge in intellect, I'll spend two. Yep. To bring it down one. All right. So that brings it down to a uh, three. Yep, that's All a right. three. Nine or better. And that was a one. To get to reroll. With the, uh, yeah, but with, there's also a free GM intrusion. <gasps> yep. Yeah, that's going to take precedence over a reroll, right? Uh, reroll. Okay. Then we'll do the intrusion. Okay, that's fair. Uh, so for the reroll, I bumped up to a 19. 
Um, sounds good. You, um, you are able to break free of this uh, possession. Yeah. I would like for you to describe what the rest of the party sees, what that looks like. So, while was Monty still holding Sammy while all this was happening? Aww. Yeah. Okay. I think that's the plan. Okay. So, this was this was probably very much a uh, Monty had to keep getting like a firmer and a firmer grasp on Sammy uh, because as the possessed spirit realized what was going on. Damn it, Sammy, you're stuck in the duck fat. Yeah, it started fighting back. So eventually Monty had to kind of get Sammy into just a basket hold kind of thing, pinning down his arms and his legs. It was pretty ridiculous. But then with all this other help coming in, there was this moment of tension where it was kind of calm in the middle of the storm for a second, but nothing really changed. And then suddenly like breaking through the surface of the water, Sammy takes this big gasp of air his whole body relaxes in the wrestling grip that Monty had on him. And there's this palpable change in the air. That tingling goes off of everyone's skin. It's like everything drops a couple degrees. It feels uh, cooler and much less tense. Ah! Love it. Um, I think as the group senses and feels this tremendous relief at feeling Sammy come back to them, and it's as much a you can visually observe like that he appears to be himself again, but there's also you can sense his spirit is with you again when they had been eclipsed previously. So I think as you are all um, having this moment of intimacy uh, and relief, um, something feels not right. Um, the leaves from the sentient tree begin to fall um and the voices return uh to bow like yeah. are are the leaves changing like 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 seasonally or are they just falling off the tree they appear to have changed this looks like essentially uh when you next gaze upon this tree it looks like the dead husk of a tree that oh. sort of like um Got it. Like it's a no longer a living tree. And so it's pieces of bark are cracking off and limbs are falling and leaves are shriveling and falling off. The, and um, 
the tree is no more. And that, my friends, is our adventure. Uh, that uh, that is, I end on a GM intrusion of the um, the tree is no longer. But um, we'll do a quick epilogue. Um, as I promised you, the curse is broken. Um, if anybody would like to um, relate any of the things that happen upon returning to Stonega. Um, encountering some of the people they saw at the dance, Eloise and her sisters, anything you like at this point. Eloise definitely checks on her sisters, but as long as they're okay, she's just business as usual. Mm -hmm. uh, Sammy would stay out in the woods if this tree is now dying or is already dead. Mm -hmm. uh, and they had just learned that it was the only thing keeping this stronger antagonistic force in check he would set up camp there and try to figure out what was going on and see what the green could uh, teach him mm -hmm. so that he could try to do better next time yeah so i think we see sort of like sammy trying to you know using all of his ways of communicating with the green to figure this out i think I'll say this, um, that the there the cinderling is no longer present there. Mm. For um for better or more likely for worse. Seems no longer imprisoned um under the great roots of this now dead tree. Hmm. That's hmm. Um, yeah, Jonas will go back to town. Um, if Opaline still, uh, the curse was broken. Mm -hmm. If she's still feeling poorly, he'll make sure that she's looked after. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe she'll be put to the front of his priority queue and he'll see her a bit more often than is medically necessary hey. um mm -hmm. you it. know and you know just just kind of uh maybe showcase that there are other skills in this world than dancing mm -hmm. i'm just gonna say and seven years later he gets to dance <laughs> very good exactly does Bo get a sense that for lack of a better term demon daddy's mad at him no. Cool. Bo, uh, I think withdraws a bit more. Like, he gets weirder, I guess, is my thought. Like, the like the voices, he's, like, obsessed with listening to them now, and he struggles to, like, maintain, like, kind of normal human interactions. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, it's pretty cruel trick, right? Because now, like, you know that there's significance to these voices. Like, mm -hmm. and he is, he dreams of the moment of silence he got mm -hmm. when the voices were gone. Chasing that mm -hmm. peace. Yeah. How about Monty? I think this experience has Monty uh, spending a little bit more time out in the woods with uh with our friend at the tree right um i think it got him strangely a little bit closer to his mother mm -hmm. 
and his, his mother's you know ability to talk to the forest and have conversations and this was the first talking tree he'd ever come across and that was kind of a big deal mm-hmm. um but i think you also see you get glimpses of monty making his way back into town maybe carrying uh, uh a nice stole that he made out of the pelt of a particular creature that they felled earlier in the night and earlier in the adventure and presenting maybe that that pelt that stole to uh, a certain aurelia mm. Um, nice. knocking on a door uh, early one evening with a, another handful of wildflowers, his hair plastered down and a with a, spit. Yes. I uh, think what we see is on, we, see, we see um, in profile uh, we, we see Monty knocking. We see the door open inwards. And then we see a hand reach out and grab uh, the fur pelt and sort of like pull inside. And the door swings closed again. Well, don't worry, folks. Even if we uh, got uh, the spirit of wildfires released from its eternal prison (laughs) in the forest, at least two of us got dates out of it. So it's it's, it's a wash. wash. I was really hoping Monty and Sammy were going to hold hands while they talked to a tree. But that's okay. 